welcome to the State of the Channel, the podcast for MSPs. I'm Rob Ray, Data's Vice President of Business Development. We bring you new podcasts bi-weekly featuring MSPs like you, as well as Dato experts and industry leaders. Before we jump into our latest episode, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss anything in the future. All right, let's get started. Hello and welcome to State of the Channel, the Dato podcast for MSPs. I'm Greg Jones, Business Development Director for Dato in EMEA. On today's session, uh, I'm pleased to be joined by Matesh Patel, uh, who is CEO of FIFOSIS and also Dan Shaw, Technical Director. Um, So really excited about today's session. We are going to be delving into uh, all things ransomware. That's today's topic. So we're going to be talking about the ever-changing landscape around threat protection and also uh, Datto's most recent ransomware report. Um, So, gentlemen, uh, welcome to today's session. And I will start off with Matesh, if you could just introduce yourself uh, and a little bit of background about your MSP, please. Thanks, Greg. Well, it's Mitesh Patel, Fifosis. Uh, we're a 19-year-old MSP. We'll be 20 years in 2021. We've got about 50 staff and about 100 clients. We've got 80% of our clients here in uh, in London, uh, with 20% um, around the UK and in about nine countries. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting time. It's certainly an interesting year. I'll hand over to Dan. Hello. Yes, Greg. I would love to claim to be technical, but I'm ne- I've never been technical. I can turn it on and off, but uh, that's about it. I, I am sales director. Um, so yeah, Myris IT, we are, what are we, about 13 million turnover, just over 100 people, 250-ish clients. Um, last year acquired by what was IT Lab, which is now Content and Cloud. Um, so part of a much wider group as well. So um, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, gentlemen, both, thank you for your time today. We really appreciate this uh, in terms of from Dato and also all of the MSPs listening out there. Um, so, gents, um, 2020, um, an absolutely uh, unusual uh, year, to say the least, in terms of the SMB and MSP landscape. We've seen um, changes at a, an unprecedented rate in terms of technology and um, I guess, um, cybersecurity and, and ransomware attacks and threats. Um, today's session was all about our most recent ransomware reports. And I'd like to start off with, um, Dan, um, a question to you really is, what were your top takeaways from our most recent ransomware report? I think one of the interesting things that I, I took from it was the, the disconnect between uh, MSPs and SMBs feeling towards ransomware and security, you know, where there was a kind of 84% of MSPs are concerned about it, but a, a much lower percentage, about 30%, I think it was, that reported clients were worried about it. And I think it presents us a number of challenges because you, you don't, certainly don't want to be having this kind of scare tactic fear sale all the time, but you also feel that you need to get the, the message across that it's something that they need to think about. So I think. That to me is one of those things that, whether it's through education that we do, or whether it's you know take um, the big football club in this country that I'm probably not allowed to name that recently experienced an incident. Events like that, you hope are going to bring things more home to people that they need to take it 
as serious as they can do. Yeah, no, really interesting. And that's certainly one of the things that we've seen come out at the back of 2020. Um, some of them conversations around technology is really shifting from, you know, an IT department into a boardroom um, issue. And certainly some of the things around ransomware, security uh, and threat protection. Um, Mitesh, I'd like to bring you in on the same question, please. What were your what were your key takeaways, if any? Yeah, I mean, very similar to Dan. I mean, from I took a different perspective. I kind of sat there and went, there's a land of opportunity there. And if the if there aren't as many MSPs and SMBs, sorry, taking up security seriously, uh, the threats uh, still exist and are continuing to rise. And there's even more opportunity for these threats to increase in future now that uh, the requirement to work from home, um, not only has it, has it come across right now in the last nine months, but with many organisations now adapting their business models to reduce their rent to rental costs, and there'll be more people working from home. So, on with that change in dynamic, the need for security is now absolutely key, and we know that from uh, uh, post March initially, a number of when everyone went home, a number of executive boards across our client base, they did contact us to, and say, is my data secure? Is my company secure? What risks are there as a result of my teams working from home? And that's where, if you look at, that's the reality of the situation that most MSPs are in. And then looking at the actual report, you kind of sit there and say, it does highlight a lot of opportunity, um, but though it's all down to how is that opportunity going to be approached? And how much time are MSPs going to have to spend on educating their clients? Yeah, no, some really interesting points there. And I think you're absolutely right in terms of focusing on the positives from that. Um, you know, what can we leverage out of these changes that are ultimately coming? So um, brilliant, uh, fantastic for both of them insights. Um, Dan, what do you think 2021 holds for the SMB and I guess security landscape um, going into next year? I think realistically more of the same, I guess. Um, uh, we're certainly seeing more people asking now about pen testing um, and we're certainly seeing a lot more interest in so security awareness training and phishing simulations and that kind of thing because I think people are starting to become a lot more aware that you know, the email threat that's coming in of stealing credentials or whatever that might be, um, it is something that they really need to take a, uh, account of. And it's something that we'd, we've all, we've sold for quite a long time, but we've we've always struggled to get any real volume behind it because, you know, we'd always get hit with, uh, oh, I'm pretty confident my people know what they're looking for when, you know, when an email comes in. But actually, We've been able to prove in a number of occasions that actually people can't and do need that education. So um, I, I think this year, or sorry, next year, as I should say, is very much more of the same. I think we're going to continue to see some some interesting things in the news, I think, um, which it will keep it going further and driving onwards and upwards. Yeah, no, some really interesting points in terms of um, whatever we see in the cybersecurity world, I guess, is when we track them back, we tend to find that typically, um, you know, spear phishing and phishing emails still tend to be number one out there in terms of being the root cause. Um, so now you touch on some good points. Um, Matesh, anything else you can add to that or do you, do you think it's much of the same? 
Yeah, I think, it, I mean, it is going to be the same and many MSPs can say it is going to be the same. But from my point of view, one slight change is in how we approach this topic of security. And when we are dealing, when we're dealing with an IT manager or an IT director, um, okay, we can have a much more intelligent conversation, but still we're reporting, many MSPs are, to the principal of the company or the office manager or the receptionist for some. Um, where we're sitting there going, no, we need the business to sign off these risks. We can no longer sit behind and say, okay, we're going to satisfy our IT officers who we nominate within our clients um, and whatever they say goes. We need to actually sit there and say, no, we want the FD and the organization to sign off these risks. These should not be risks that the MSPs in isolation are, are, are actually accepting. These threats are there. And, you know, as MSPs, we sit there and say, why would we lose business? Predominantly, we say we'd lose business if we lost someone's data. Um, whereas now it's no longer just about if we lost someone's data, it's about if we're not making sure that we are bringing security to the top of the agenda and making sure that we are advising our clients and putting in solutions that de-risks them significantly. So yeah. that change of approach is key. Yeah, a big change for MSPs, really, and, and that focus around security. And I, I guess following on from that, Matej, how do uh, MSPs, would you say, keep their finger on the pulse in terms of the ever-changing cybersecurity landscape or, or just keeping up to date and up to speed? You know, how, how do you guys do it? I mean, for, for us, we... We started pretty early when the whole GDPR thing started here in the UK. And um, that's when we highlighted that it's that actually GDPR is not just a, a, an MSP's problem. It's a business problem. And we created the triangle of IT operations and legal. And that education piece started very early. And now when it comes to the actual security piece, we're sitting there going, we knew we had to allocate resource Either you employ the resource or you take someone from your internal team and sit there and say, I need you to focus on security over the next six months, over the next year. And you actually create that role and responsibility. That person then does sit there. I mean, one place that, uh, you, that we started was we said, OK, we've had our ISO 27001 certification for about eight years but we went out and got Cyber Essentials Plus certified. And I still know now from speaking to some MSPs that many of them are still not Cyber Essentials Plus certified. And who owns that responsibility internally? Now, if we are doing it ourselves internally, then we can also make sure that we're advising our clients and that education sticks. We did then go and get oh, some of our engineers certified in ethical hacking, just to drive that education piece into the business. But then you know that you're investing in putting it into the business, knowing that you can take that knowledge and that product knowledge and go and share it with your clients and actually start offering uh, services and service wrappers around some of these security products that are out there. So, I mean, I know there's lots of going on in the market perhaps Dan can comment on this and that is the world going into becoming an MSSP and many organizations have rebranded and gone down that route however um, we are not intending on rebranding and saying we're an MSSP 
we're just going to offer those security services as part of our standard offering. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And we get a lot of um, MSPs reaching out in terms of where do they take the security offering? Um, do they uh, adapt and shift uh, to the MSSP model or do they partnership up with somebody? Um, Dan, what's, you, you, what's your thoughts on this or how, how do you guys keep your finger on the pulse? Yeah, I think this year has been increasingly difficult without you know, having lots of or non-events, I guess, is probably the best way to describe it, where normally we would all get together and talk about things. And that's generally one of the biggest ways that you you kind of get a feel for what other people are doing and, you know, what he appears up to, because it's actually quite an open industry that people are willing to share, which is it's something that I've really missed this year. Um, I think one of the challenges is of saying you're becoming an MSSP is that you kind of do a half-assed approach and therefore you know, it, it's more of a marketing thing than it is actually that you're truly adopting that approach. Um, I think if, if you're going to go into it, you need to go into it full, wholehearted, train, you know, with the right training, the right tools, et cetera. Yeah. From, from our perspective, I guess, since our acquisition last year, we're lucky in that um, content and cloud have a, an extremely strong security practice within the business. So it, it's something that we've been able to... We, we're not using a third party, I guess. We're using somebody within our group um, who we can bring that expertise into the business. So we've been doing, from a, a training perspective, internal lunch and learns from you know within my team, the sales team, to the pre-sales guys, mm. um, so that we kind of bring that security first approach to the to the rest of the business. But yeah. um, it, 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 we're lucky in the fact that we've got some some great people and some great tools that we can we can bring to our clients now as being part of a wider group that that we wouldn't have been able to do ourselves uh, if we were still Myris on our own. Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. In terms of Dan, from a sales point of view, are you starting to see, I guess, businesses out there in the SMB market taking IT? And I, well, security in IT more seriously, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at on the back of the health pandemic. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, and I, but I think ever since, you know, with all the working from home, as Mitesh mentioned earlier, the, you know, how secure is my data? There's been such a rapidly increasing need for people to be able to access data and applications from, you know, it's not one or maybe five where, you know, a small number of people working from home, it's now the entire business. So therefore, We've suddenly seen, uh, take, uh, you know, take away the first, the the period where everyone's kind of ah, what do I do? The the kind of second half of the year, last quarter of the year, we we've definitely seen an uptake in, as I said, people thinking about pen testing, thinking about identity management, you know, so implementing solutions like um, EMS and things. It, it it absolutely is on the forefront of people's mind now, and I think as we mentioned pre-call, our projects team. Um, are probably as busy now as they were pre the pandemic. So, um, and, and a, a large portion of that is is around, you know, not necessarily just security, but that identity management piece as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mitesh, do you feel um, MSPs should be outsourcing security projects, or you know, outsourcing them to the likes of SOC services, or do you think that's something that most MSPs can get a handle on and and, and deal with them? it themselves really yeah I, th I think it's my humble opinion i think that the msps should partner the smaller ones should definitely partner with someone who can get them 
where they need to be right now. If they don't do it, they're really risking uh, their businesses um, and they should make a play to then sit there and say, good, we're going to use a partner right now, be it a white label partner or not. And I personally would advise them to not white label it and say, great, it is a partner. This is They are specialists in these areas. And that's why we are partnering with them and we're bringing those solutions to you. And they put a plan together that over the next year, two years, they are going to bring those services in-house as they scale that security pie and the income that they actually get. They can't sit there unless they're going to take it seriously. I mean, this requires you putting investment behind it. I know we've put maybe at least six figures in the last year, 18 months behind this. Um, yes, our income in that particular pie that we've created now at the end of 18 months is breaking even. And we're hoping that, or we know for a fact in 2021, it's going to pick up. But if we didn't take this approach, we know that our client base are being approached by others and that they could, well, we're at risk of somebody else taking our business because we didn't offer something in the areas of security. So, yeah, and I guess on, on on the back of that, Matesh, are you seeing clients, um, I know obviously Dan mentioned there that he's seeing clients being more aware of security risks and concerns, but are you seeing them increase uh, security budgets around IT in this obviously new work from anywhere world, as we're calling it? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've been telling clients for a long time that it's no longer sufficient for you to have an your clients to have a nominal code in their finance system called IT. That's no longer going to cut it. They need to have another nominal call, uh, code called IT security, where even if right now they're just dumping their AV costs into that, and then they sit there and say, we are a £5 million turnover company and we are investing £500 a year in security. And that's where it, the kind of starting point and then to say, is that enough? Look at all the risks that are out there. And we're certainly not telling clients, here's your menu of 20 things you can do and you need to do all of them tomorrow. We're saying start that journey. Put some of those basics in place now. Yeah. I mean, I can, I'll share something with everyone where we have a long-standing client. And yes, they're using Datto and have been for the last five years. It is a law firm. Uh, with about 150 staff and 30-odd uh, partners in the firm. I mean, they've got a head of IT that's been in there for three years. And when we called and asked them and said, by the way, did you know that uh, we also offer security services? And they said, no, we thought you were just a, a backup company. I said, no, if you read all the things we send you and your account manager sends you, you might be aware. But I said, what are you doing on security? He said, no, we're fine. We're using Citrix. We're doing this. We're doing that. Everything is locked down and secure. So we said, um, "Are you? Uh, do you know if you how you appear on the dark web? And I need your authorization for me to run a dark web report. He said, no, I don't really need that. I said, look, why don't I just run one speculatively for you? So we ran one. And we found 386 people's credentials appear on the dark web, of which 162 were in 2020. Now, you'd think when I send someone something like that, or my account manager does, that they would immediately turn around and say, great, we want this now. Yeah, absolutely. But it's been, it's been uh, 26 days and he hasn't come back and said, I need that. 
So this is when you sit there and go, is, is it sufficient for me to accept? And if I did go to the 30 partners in the firm and share this report with them, what, how would they actually react to it? Yeah, it's uh... These are the challenges that, I mean, a lot of MSPs are going to be, listen to this, they, they all have the same challenges. And how do you sit there and go, great, I'm going to invest in security and get my staff trained and this, that and the other. But at the same time, I've got clients like, like this particular client, um, how am I going to get them to actually buy something and get a return on my investment? So he came to me, Mitesh, and I sold it to him. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right in terms of this new uh, work from anywhere world. We're seeing more and more businesses obviously operate uh, remotely and successfully in in, in the large um you know the, the large sort of um arena really um but security and you know attacks really are a number one concern i guess dan bringing you in uh, and i guess from being from data it would be remiss not for me to mention bcdr but are you seeing more clients needing a true bcdr solution that you know the working remotely more than ever, the reliance upon technology. Um, are they realizing now that they need less downtime should an attack take place or is that still not even a thing? Yeah, I think, as you know, we've been a Datto partner for, for quite some time. So very much uh, a large portion of our base have Datto in place as a solution and have had that that assurance for quite some time. I think we're very much in a place at the moment where people are looking to move as many things to SaaS applications as they can into the cloud, but obviously there's, there's legacy applications and and bits that can't be moved. So absolutely, we still use Datto and and still rely on Cirrus as a uh, you know the, the, that recovery platform and protection platform. But um, it, I think as as we're all aware, the, the that kind of SaaS part of it is increasing probably a, a much larger pace. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and Matesh, you on that point? I know it's obviously not a line of defence. It's more a, a get out the jail should anything happen, but absolutely uh, critical in, in today's digital age. Is that something you're offering all your clients? Or Yeah, it's still something that we do, we do lead with. It's part of the default. We will not go and agree to take on a client as a managed service unless we can implement backup BCDR for them. Um, this is absolutely critical, as Dan's been saying. A lot of client data is sitting on various SaaS platforms out there, and it's our job to make sure that that data, that they can actually recover. When we do our, our monthly cybersecurity roundtables, we actually tell the attendees that you are going to be attacked. It is definitely going to happen. Um, what are you going to do? Um, when you need to recover. So it's not just, okay, invest in various security products, but when's the last time you actually did a DR test? How confident are you with the new dynamic that you're going to be able to achieve business continuity with people working from home and with this whole new way method of working? Um, so it's for us, it's a, it, is, it is still the default uh, for existing clients who've been on, the platform for god eight nine years for them it's a given and it is a given and they, they don't need to do much in that space which is where now you can have the next mature kind of conversation with them which is all about security 
Fantastic. So you you actually have it built as part of your stack, and it is part of the offering in terms of you partnership up with us. You must have protection in place. Um, that's that's the way you offer your services out there. Absolutely, absolutely. It's an absolute must. There is no. We will not take someone on if they do not accept that you know Microsoft are not backing up their data and they need a backup. Wow, right, okay, really interesting. Um, staying with you, Matesh, um, do you think MSPs are a growing target for cyber attacks? And I guess how can MSPs keep on top of either tools or services they need to keep themselves and also their clients safe? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I think uh, I think all MSPs are at risk and um, we could be the first point of attack for many, and especially whilst the MSP landscape is increasing in the same way where you look at whaling campaigns and, you know, where you're targeting someone specific when you throw out your fishing rod. Um, I think MSPs are going to become more exposed Um and I definitely think that we do need to do absolutely every single thing that we can to demonstrate that we have acted and are continuing to act in the most responsible manner for our for ourselves and to protect our clients and our own businesses. Um, there is certainly nothing, you know, it's a zero compromise approach that MSPs, I feel, should take. It's certainly that approach that we are taking and we are constantly trying to find more uh, innovative, efficient ways of coming up with more budgets that we can actually spend in this area. But then also sitting there going, I mean, I think most MSPs, Dan can comment on this, but 90% of what we sell, we use. And that's absolutely. what the confidence, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, we use pretty much everything we sell internally ourselves. I think if you were, if if you were looking to a, a perfect uh, delivery model for a, attacking a wide portion of customers, whether it's someone that has a an agent or a you know a piece of software on all client machines, then an MSP is a pretty good target for you to to target, isn't it? You know, you've got we're continually deploying things to our clients and writing scripts and to update applications and things if you were looking for that perfect delivery method an msp um, that's using a an rmm tool would be a, a pretty good approach for you to take wouldn't it and i think that's something we've all got to be aware of yeah on, on the back of uh silo attack this week um i know it was their orion product but um we did get clients contacting us or a couple of them via email and saying that we read about this in the news um, we know you guys use SolarWinds. Um, are we at risk? Now, luckily, we use Enable, and SolarWinds acquired Enable. So, you know, we said it wasn't. It was a different product that got attacked. But we were really, it's really nice that one of the firms was just a firm of architects with 60, 70 architects, and that their one of their principals emailed into at least asked the question. Yeah. No. And it, it's great in terms of um, I. Both of you being on today are aware that MSPs are um, a growing um, target, really. I was chatting only the other week with um, Ryan, our Chief Information Security Officer, Ryan Weeks, um, and he was just detailing how much MSPs 
are a huge target now, just because of some of them things that Dan, you were saying, and Matesh around being able to push things out to clients. You certainly the likes of your scripting, and it's just an ideal repository to get this um, backdoor into systems. Um, I guess following on from that, the ransomware report this year showed that 94% um, higher this year than last year around um, the cost of downtime. Do you think this number will continue to increase in 2021 and going forward? Um, and whoever wants to answer that, Dan or Matesh? I think it's only ever going to increase, isn't it? Because our reliance on technology only ever increases. So um you take that technology away therefore you know it's just going to cost more and more so i i only see it going up and you know getting more expensive for those that don't have the right layers of defense protections and capabilities to recover from it in place so i think absolutely i expect it to continue on the rise yeah absolutely and matesh your views on that i'd certainly agree with that it's definitely going to be on the rise i mean uh, we did some surveys across our client base on how many SaaS-based apps individuals have signed up to in the last nine months, personally or professionally, uh, compared to this time last year? I mean, you're looking at about an eight, nine hundred percent increase, and wow. this, there's just that's a huge number because it is so easy. Um, and even if they're just going on and signing up for images to use on their website and signing up twenty dollars a month or something like that, again. It's just a constant consumption of apps. Um, and I think yeah. the difficulty is that a business doesn't know, you know it, it, does a business know where its data actually is, you know, mm-hmm. unless you're controlling whether someone can go and dump data into their G Suite account or, yeah. you know, or a, a, a personal 365 OneDrive or whatever it might be. You, you just don't know where your data is residing because naturally people are going to do what's easiest for them when they're working. And I, and I think... If, you, if you've got poor IT systems in place, people are going to find a workaround to get around it to make their life easier. And yeah. I, you, you can't, if you've got no ability to control that or monitor that, then it puts you in a fairly difficult place to control and back up and protect that data. Yeah, that's you know a, a great point, and certainly something that I've seen from my days before Datto on the MSP side of the fence. Many times when we would go into organisations and truly look at their IT estates, this shadow IT, exactly what you said, um, the members of staff within certain departments um, going on and getting SaaS applications or downloading X, Y, and Z and dumping it on networks. It's surprising how many organizations just don't know what data they're actually holding or even what applications. Um, so no, some some really good points there. Thank you, gents. Um, in the ransomware report, um, 60% of MSPs, which um, surprised me because it was a large number, said their SMB customers had experienced uh, ransomware attacks. Is this something you've experienced with your customers or or even have heard of out there in the MSP world, Matesh? Um, that, I mean, that stat was a bit, a bit high for us. I mean, we sat there and uh, we know from our own experience, so let's say over the last two years, it's been more around five, five to ten percent um, that have directly had a ransomware attack uh, and negatively impacted. So, 
I mean, I'm not surprised. There, there are certainly more more cases out there. You never know now that you can acquire ransomware as a service for fifty dollars a month. Um, yeah, certainly getting a lot easier. Um, so yeah, I think the number of cases. I'm certainly not surprised, but not directly. Yeah, it's the same. I think I, I was one number that kind of stood out as an oddity that in that yeah, I. I'm going to touch lots of wood. Haven't seen a, a ransomware, you know, it, itself for a little while now. It, it, it's so much more focused around phishing. Mm. Um, that that that's that's where we see the kind of is again stealing credentials and trying to get access that way is is much more prevalent than than we see ransomware at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And the reason for that is just because because it's easier. Yeah, you what? know, you do you don't need to be a sophisticated hacker to. Uh, send out an Office 365 password reset or a Domino's claim you 50% off or whatever it might be to get some credentials. It's it's not difficult. Yeah, yeah. No interesting points. And I guess follow on, following on from all of these security points, really, and in terms of your offering, on the back of all of these increased security risks and concerns, are you now starting to offer cybersecurity training as either optional or mandatory for your customers going forward? Dan? Yeah, we don't, it's not a mandatory uh, thing that we give to clients, but it's certainly something that we encourage them to take. Um, you know, we do phishing simulations and try and do that on a fairly regular basis. So, you know, probably quarterly for most, where we're doing, you know, a different type of email to try and, uh, catch people out effectively, but be able to report on that and tell people what they did and then give focus training. So obviously there's, there's general training that we offer via via videos uh, and webinars and that kind of thing, but also then more focus training for those that have um, either clicked a link or, or entered some credentials. So it, it, it's very much, you know, kind of, you need to, we need to educate people, all of us, you know, it's educating users. And I think as the report said, it, it's our first line of defense is making our teams aware of what they're clicking on. And, and and we do this ourselves going back to earlier. We we do those same phishing simulations to the Myris team. And guess what? People get caught out. Well, it, it, it's, it's, it's difficult. And I think we've just got to keep banging that message home to people that they just need to have that cautious approach, cautious approach first. Yeah, no, really interesting. And Matesh, is that something you're offering at the moment? Yeah, I mean, uh, again, for us, it is optional, uh, not mandatory, but we do, we have had 280 individuals attend our cybersecurity roundtables over the last 12 months alone. So we wish that, I mean, I hope those numbers would be doubled, tripled. Um, but it is definitely something that we wish everyone would would attend. Um, the nice thing we have done with new clients is um, when we are going through that kind of pre-sales journey, which always takes at least a couple of months, um, we do always invite them to one of these sessions that we are running ourselves internally. And that, again, demonstrates the, our approach to security, makes it a lot easier for us to get them over the line. Uh, to actually close a deal, but also include all the security bundles and the wrappers that we put around in in, in the default sale at the outset. So that's certainly something that during this COVID period that we've done. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the things that we're we're certainly starting to see, um, you know, 
I guess the SMB market is reliant more than ever on MSPs around everything from technology, implementation, um, security, awareness and training. Um, and some of the stats coming out at the moment are phenomenal in terms of the amount of organisations that are going to continue with this um, remote working or work from anywhere world long after the health pandemic has gone. And I think that's one of the big the big pushes for MSPs is a lot of the topics that you've covered today, how do they shift slightly and adapt their MSP business to be able to empower their SMB businesses? Um, so phenomenal uh, insights there, gentlemen. We Unfortunately, we are coming to the end of the session now. Um, I'd love to stay on talking to you all day. Um, however, I would like... Um, to come, I guess, to each of you with one final question. And we know that there is no uh, silver bullet out there with regards to cybersecurity, but what would be your number one uh, tip for MSPs out there to keep their SMBs safe in this new digital work from anywhere, remote world, if you like? And anyone can go first, Dan, Matesh, fastest fingers first. Uh, I think... I think as we kind of have touched on a few times, one of the things is, I think just don't ignore the problem or, or the, and, and the opportunity there that there exists. You know, whether you think you're too small to be able to offer security services, partner up with somebody that you can work with and trust and build that knowledge and skills and experience yourself so that you've got that two-year, three-year plan, as Mitesh was saying, to get yourself where you need to be. Because I don't, it, I think it's it's almost like you take take it back to when, from a client perspective, it, the choice of are you are you going to go to Office 365, it's not now a choice of are you going to go to 365. It realistically, it's when you're going to go to a 365 or another cloud-based platform like Google. But now, from an MSP's perspective, it's not a case of you can't say we're not going to do security services. You, you have to do it. And when are you going to offer them and what's your plan? So I think it's building a plan around if you can't do it now, do it with a trusted partner. But then have a plan for bringing it in, so internally yourselves. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Dan. And Matesh? Yeah, I'd agree with everything Dan just said, and the only thing I'd add to that is just to say, don't do, don't stand still. If you stand still, don't be surprised if you, you're going to struggle and you start losing clients. So just don't stand still in this space. Uh, do something. There's a lot out there. Data drive a lot of education. A number of the channel of partners are driving this education for MSPs. I know people are attending these sessions, and but I don't know how they're actually turning that around into building it into their model and educating their clients and then selling these solutions. But I think it's also talk to other MSPs about what they're doing. It's quite an open community. So don't don't be afraid to ask for help and not, you know, you, no one's going to tell you necessary everything, but they're going to help you and point in the right direction for some people to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. no, that's an absolutely brilliant point. And I guess an easy way for me to wrap up on the back of that, Dan, by saying, gentlemen, really appreciate you taking the time out of your business. I know how busy it is at the moment, um, but we really do appreciate you taking the time out today. But more importantly, giving back to the MSP community. Uh, I know you're both big advocates in that space, um, and it really is appreciated not only from Datto, but many of the MSPs that I speak to. Um, you are always willing to share insights and knowledge. So thank you on behalf of me, 
Zato and all of the MSPs listening. Um, to all of our listeners on today, uh, thank you for listening to our episode today. I hope you've enjoyed the topic of Zato's latest ransomware report and cybersecurity. Uh, please keep an eye out on the Datto.com help center uh, for new resources, up and coming webinars and sessions around how to help your business grow. Hey everyone, it's Rob. If you found value in this podcast, don't forget to subscribe in the streaming platform of your choice and reach out to us via email at stateofthechannel at data.com with any feedback or questions you have. Your ideas are always appreciated. Our blog is another great place to learn about Datto and what's happening in the channel. So go check it out at datto.com slash blog. Thanks for listening and have a great day.